you're listening to Karate Kid Minute, Cobra Kai edition. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And we are here to talk about season four, episode seven, Minefields. Uh, wow, we're really approaching the end. Next next week will be our final week of uh, Cobra Kai bonus editions. And, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unless, are we going to do like a rewatch podcast after that? Just to rewatch the entire thing? Or... <laughs> We're going to do just one of the guys minute by minute. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Um, this episode is written by Bill Posley. He uh, He's a story editor for season four, and this is his first Cobra Kai episode written. Um, this is also directed by Tanya McKiernan, who is a veteran TV director at this point. She's been doing TV for the past 20 years. She's done shows like... NYPD Blue, ER, Grim, uh, Criminal Minds, Black Lightning, NCIS, and Supergirl. So, hmm. also there was a credit at the end of the episode dedicated to Albert Olmsted. Who is this? Do you know? Okay, he was a camera and electrical uh, camera oper- operator, uh, electrical department. I think uh, best boy uh, for Cobra Kai. Oh, and uh, he died in July of a freak accident. Um, oh, uh, I guess a retaining wall like collapsed on top of him. Oh, uh, it just a just a freak thing that happened. It just it's like a friggin' final destination. Yeah, something terrible like that. But just oh, um, yeah, it was weird one of those freak things. accidents like that. Like something falling off like a, a skyscraper and just happening to land on the top of one person's head and stuff like that. It just seems like a <sighs> yeah. cruel joke from the universe. <laughs> Seriously. Or like how uh, Anton Yelchin went, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. That's, didn't a car, like... Uh, yeah, it just crushed him. It just he, he didn't have the brake completely on or whatever, and he just kind of got crushed at it, between the car and the gate to his house, yeah. basically. Man. He, like, he went to open it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jeez. then, uh, why am I laughing? I'm laughing awkwardly. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh so the synopsis of this episode is Daniel invites Anthony to join Miyagi-Do and discovers he doesn't know his son as well as he thought. And Miguel learns the truth about Johnny, Carmen, cats, and dogs. Um, <sighs> all right, sorry, I added that last part. Um, all right, so first chapter, we got to get right into it. Anthony. Anthony is the real bully. That's what I called this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, we start in the library. Anthony spoils Beowulf for Leah and recommends Animal Farm. Turns out they used to play together when they were little kids, littler kids, and uh, she still wants to be friends, but she goes to sit with Kenny and, of course, uh, the awful Zach and his buddies start picking on Anthony about, about it, and it kind of leads into the locker room where uh, they talk about how much Kenny is stolen from Anthony and mm-hmm. – um, Anthony gets the idea to steal Kenny's uh, clothes, including his new Cobra Kai shirt. Um, Kenny stupidly runs out into the hall in his underwear. Why would you do that? You do know where that door goes, right? Kenny, you're not that new to the school. In the moment when you're focused on one thing, yeah, I can see it. I mean, some uh, when I was a kid in junior high, the, after a dance one time, a bunch of people were spraying people with uh, silly string. Yeah. And, like just to be mean, I guess. And I was like, they're not going to get me. And then they did, they came after me and I like was so focused on 
avoiding the silly string, I ran right out of the road. I almost got hit by a car. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Haha! I dodged the silly string. Ah! <laughs> I gotta dodge a car." <laughs> uh, uh... Also, I noticed that I wanted to make a note about the geography of the school. Why is there a door that opens up into a public hallway that looks right into the locker room? I just yeah. feel like that's something should they should some, be some sort of vestibule there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a decompression chamber. <laughs> the Cobra Kai t-shirt makes its way to Anthony's room where Daniel finds it and kind of freaks out about it. Um and uh, Anthony says he got back at somebody in Cobra Kai who's bullying him. So Daniel immediately starts having flashbacks like he's going through what I did 35 years ago. And so Daniel says, it's time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got to say, when, it, when when all this started, I was like, is this really going to happen? Like, it can't. It can't possibly happen, <laughs> but I do want Anthony to, you know, smarten up a bit. And, you know, if he's not going to learn as it be as good of a student as uh, Daniel was as a kid, um, at least something that. I don't know, I like the fact that he's more part of this cast, even though he's a person that lives in that house that we are rarely see. Yeah. And I, I you know, I. I I want the best. He's Daniel's. He's Daniel's son. Daniel's son. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Kenny tells Robbie of his troubles, and Kenny is thirsting for revenge. And Robbie warns him, like, you know, if you do something, you might end up in juvie, like me or your brother. Um. So yeah, we go to Miyagi Do with Anthony and Daniel, and Anthony is psyched. He's seeing Dimitri and Sam playing with size. And we see Chris also decimate a couple of boards. So those skills competitions, we're, we're seeing how this might sort out a bit. <laughs> um, Daniel says he was just like Anthony when he came here for the first time. He needed help. And this is the part where I was like, Anthony's been here before, Daniel. You, do you not remember? <laughs> um, but uh, he, he kind of says, think of it as a video game. And uh, I'm wondering, is this how you got sold on karate? <laughs> uh, think of it as a video game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I, I started so young, I can't even remember how it all began. I just know my dad was in it. And then then right. I started going, I guess, just for oh, a bonding, yeah, bonding experience, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony, meanwhile, is disappointed that there's no Wi-Fi. And, you know, that's a bad sign. We'd see Daniel show Anthony. The cars and they are covered in poop. And Daniel says, We're gonna learn soap off, soap on, crap off. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, it's true. You don't wax cars that are covered in poop, I suppose. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, Anthony got the short end of this training uh, stick, and nobody else had to do that one. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's bird poop. It's gross. Like, that's, yeah, unsanitary. It's the same like, motion, not healthy. Sure, but I mean, you're, <laughs> way worse yeah. yeah uh yeah daniel just had to deal with some dust and robbie as well yeah um so later that day daniel returns from the dealership and he finds all his cars shiny and he's super psyched until he realizes that uh anthony hired somebody on an app this guy's cat needed hernia surgery so he's there to earn extra buck um 
And yeah, Daniel tries to kind of shame Anthony about what Mr. Miyagi would think. But I like that Anthony kind of just like, I don't care. I'm sick of hearing about Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, I barely knew that guy. Yeah, like not everybody's going to be reverent about this person that, you know, they don't really know. Yeah. Um, Daniel asks if he wants to learn skills to defend himself. And Anthony's like, not if it means cleaning out bird shit. And I love that Daniel's like, hey, language. I want a gif of, uh, you know, like, just like the Captain America gif language. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Daniel gives up, tells him to go back to his video games. Um, but Anthony doesn't give up. He kind of sh- peeks around Daniel's dojo. I don't know what he's, is he looking to connect more with uh, this Mr. Miyagi fellow? Is he looking to connect more with Daniel? Or is he just, like, looking for anything that's going to teach him some sort of karate if Daniel's not going to help him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It didn't worry me that uh, he, it did worry me that he opens up that scroll that chosen gave Daniel, which I thought the scroll he gave him, like I, mean, I mentioned it last season that that scroll just illustrated the, the, what I like to call the paralyzer, <laughs> but yeah, and it's covered in, uh, Chinese characters or maybe Japanese, but I think Chinese. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Daniel explains it as it's a technique. I hope none of us will have to use, even though I've used it a few times already, <laughs> unless, unless this is a different scroll. That's yeah. the thing. I think it's, I think they're hinting that this is a different, this is actually a different technique. Um, the, and it, the death touch. Yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, I was looking at it and it seemed like one guy, the guy on the right, uh, was ho- maybe holding some flowers or something. <laughs> and <laughs> the person on the left was like a monster. It was like a monster on the left. So how to, ta- <laughs> how to perform an animality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daniel right. turns into a giant dragon <laughs> and bites Johnny in half. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's a technique you hope never to use. Cause you can't turn yourself back. You're just a dragon forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anthony then confesses, and I love this. He's like that, that, that he's always been out of the loop. He was too young when Mr. Miyagi died. And, uh, Daniel talks about, uh, um, how baby Anthony kicked Mr. Miyagi in the face when he was holding him. And, uh, he, he remembers Mr. Miyagi would, uh, said, Anthony is going to be a handful, but will someday be the one that protects the family, which mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah, what do they have in store for Anthony, I wonder? I don't know. Like You're it's, like, Mr. Miyagi can't protect, predict the future. He's a regular guy, you know? But he, they wouldn't put that in there if... If they weren't going to, yeah, do something with it, hopefully. I, li- I like that we're getting more into Anthony. Some people are annoyed by, by this storyline, but I, I like oh, it. Oh, wow. I, I do, too. I think he's much more... He's, he's definitely... He, he seems like on the cusp of maturity, I should say. He's He is much more mature... Than he used to be. I mean, obviously, physically, uh, in these couple of years, he's grown quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he's not like screaming at his dad to get him a drink or something like that, or right with the at or, the country yeah. club. Yeah. Um, Ordering Alexa to buy him a new switch. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um. So I am intrigued. Um. But yeah, Daniel's like, I, I want to help you, and Anthony's like, I can handle this uh, Cobra Kai kid. Yeah. And uh, he's Daniel said he's never he's the only time he ever saw somebody kick Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember I was like, oh, yeah, chosen just like hit him in the back or something. Right. Yeah. With the pole, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Leah invites Anthony to the park with her and her friends, uh, and it includes Kenny. And so uh, Anthony, I think, thinks oh, I gotta, I gotta talk to Kenny. But of course, Zach and the boys are like. Just I, I don't know, standing like next to Anthony when all this covers like they come out of nowhere <laughs> and they're just mm. like, oh, you're going to you're going to have to make a ha ha. Um, and then Kenny kind of makes it worse by calling him Lapuso and he says it twice to really mm. just egg him on. So Anthony loses his temper and boy, yeah, we see Kenny's speed here. He like takes off and is like a, at least a, a, a hallway's length away from them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he becomes um, Batman. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they go to the library. The lights, the lights go on. Yeah, I, I like Zach's little cockiness. Like, oh, we've got him trapped. And it turns out, like, you know, he's, uh, you know, um, I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped. You're in here tra- with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, trying to come up with that quote. Yeah, <laughs> Kenny sticks out, sticks his head out. He's wearing the Rorschach mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kenny. Dispatches them one by one, like a like a uh, I don't know, uh, like like Batman, I guess. But I was like thinking like a like a horror movie, you know, like a serial killer killing like Jason or something, <laughs> killing them one by one. Yeah, yeah. I really, really, I don't know about you, but boy, seeing Zach get taken out, I was like, yes, yeah, more more pounding for that kid. Yeah, who's he think he is trying to be a bully at that size? <laughs> Just like, are you kidding me with that? <laughs> it's, it's it's all bark no bite uh i can't i i really hope if anthony goes to the light side his last act of of questionable behavior is would be uh pounding zach's face in <laughs> never liked you yeah uh yeah and then kenny jumps on top of anthony is about to pound his face in but a, a teacher walks in at the last moment so the last bit of this chapter is the principal's office uh, Daniel and Amanda are, are learned that Anthony is getting suspended and why he's, he's the bully. Uh, I, I love this quote. The principal is like, I've seen enough evidence to conclude that Anthony has been the real bully this year. Like such a comment on the Daniel is the real bully thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that they said a real bully made me think, yeah, they're totally doing some meta commentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, poor Daniel and Amanda. So disappointed in their son. I, I also, mean, when you neglect him, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, I love that we talked about the milk video uh, last last week or whatever. Yeah. Uh, how I don't know how he gets it. And, and the principal, he was like, I still don't know how he, they got all that milk in there. <laughs> <laughs> Which was, yeah, what the audience was saying. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Daniel glares at Anthony and then turns back and we see Kenny look at Anthony and smile and go, I got you, mm-hmm. which, Ooh, like it's justified from a certain point of view, <laughs> but also it's like, wow, this kid is, uh, is coming unhinged here under the tutelage of Cobra Kai. Yep. So what happens? Uh, yep. Next chapter I called new dad. Who dis? Um, <laughs> So Miguel's looking forward to another day of Sensei kicking his ass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Johnny comes over and uh, uh, turns out uh, Miguel finds Johnny's headband. <laughs> does he do, does he wear that during sex? 
I was just like imagining Carmen going, leave the headband on. <laughs> or they use it to tie each other up. Who knows? Oh my God. <laughs> or, or he's, or Carmen is wise enough to know like Allie gave him that headband. So she's probably was just like, take the headband off. I don't want that on you during our. Oh yeah. Maybe. Also, what's the story here where uh, they're talking about taking Miguel out to dinner and Johnny says, not Applebee's. And I assumed that meant like, that was like that place That's where. Call back. Was it, was that the place where he got into a fight? No, but uh, uh, he got into a fight at that place. And like uh, when he ends up in jail uh, or prison, no, not prison. Yeah. Jail. Um, <laughs> they like it's uh, revealed. He's been making a habit out of going to restaurants, shitty chain restaurants and getting drunk. So like the guy looks at the piece of paper about uh, what he's booked for. He said, oh, shit, the Applebee's guy. So it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's something we didn't get to see, but it's just referenced. I know, but there's a story here because Johnny says, remember that loaded potato soup before I know. he gets interrupted? I'm like, what? Yeah, we, what we, was haven't that? Seen, we haven't seen it, but it's just like the <laughs> fun beginning of a story that they don't intend to tell, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, they sit down, sit Miguel down and Johnny breaks the ice by saying, your mom and I are hooking up. Which is the lighter version of what Johnny was Googling. <laughs> How do yeah. I tell which did it? I'm banging his mom. Um, but yeah, Miguel kind of corrects him. Like, you're dating. And he's not surprised. And as long as you're happy, I'm happy. And um, after that, Carmen kind of tells, warns Johnny that Miguel's going to need some room to adjust. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go to the Eagle Fang factory. Um and we have Devin here arriving for her first practice. And the first thing she says, she announces her pronouns. <laughs> and Johnny's like, the only pronouns are here are sensei and student. And you know, they go back and forth. Those are nouns. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I think I meant to say quiet. <laughs> and then she says that was an imperative. <laughs> Which I'm sure like English professors are all like, yes, that's right, Devin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Johnny's lesson is all about being ready for Cobra Kai to possibly cheat. And, uh, Devin re- references, uh, Bloodsport and then goes through all these cool martial arts movies and even mentions Cynthia Rothrock is a beast, uh, which, you know, gets Johnny excited. Cause he's like, yeah, yeah. My friend Dutch was in a movie with her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we wish he said that. Uh, I was uh, I was a little miffed here because Mitch speaks up and says, I saw the last dragon and immediately Johnny tells him to shut the hell up, penis breath. <laughs> that movie sucks. I love that movie, uh, Mitch. I wonder why he doesn't like it. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Um, so, yeah, Johnny uh, is starts training but makes Miguel co-sensei. It even ruffles his hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, goes through this training, uh, one arm fighting, the the sand in the eyes, and then finally getting kicked in the primary target one by one by Devin. <laughs> what kind of training is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's what are you gonna do when you're dealing with the uh, dirty tricks? Uh, and I guess uh, I will say Johnny asks at the end of the practice they were wearing cups, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I assume he's like. Thinking they're, I don't know. Like, what are you going to do if somebody throws sand in your eyes or 
think poor poor uh, Mitch gets the worst of it. He, gets, he runs right into scaffolding or something, and um, my McNuggets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so Johnny tells everybody to rest up, and then says to Miguel, "Don't be late home for dinner. Your mom and I." Blah blah blah. This is very embarrassing because, yeah, Mitch and Bert immediately call him uh, Johnny's favorite. So, of course, Miguel rebels against this. He's late. Um, and uh, Johnny mentions he's like, ah, I, I I should leave. I, I hate it when my mom's boyfriends try to discipline me. So to combat this, uh, when Miguel arrives, I like that Johnny is like playing both sides. <laughs> like he's in each one of their corners. Yeah. Like as they go back and forth trying to explain to each other what they mean. Or basically echoing yeah, <laughs> he doesn't want to spoil either of them. But I mean, it only goes so far because Johnny mentioned something about always wear protection. Don't wear protection. Uh, let the girl decide. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Miguel, he's had enough. Uh, it's like everything has changed. It's weird in class. It's weird here. I'm over it. And he storms out. I watched this episode with my wife. She was just like, well, that was quick. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, it's a TV show. We got to move things along. <laughs> you knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this leads to Johnny uh, grabbing Miguel out of school for a, a field trip. And we noticed that Sam is looking a little jealous here. Um, so we go back to the factory and they're eating watermelon. And uh, Johnny confesses, I've got no experience with this. He said, he mentions his dad left when he was in kindergarten. Um. And his mom marrying Sid made him miss his dad more. And yeah, Miguel mentions another thing here that makes me think hmm, something's going to happen. Where he says, like, would you ever try to track down your dad? And we're reminded that Miguel did. So who's I, I can't ask you because who knows what happens this season? Darn it. Well, I'm trying to the question I have in my mind is. Whose dad are we going to see first in this, on this show? Are we going to see Miguel's dad show up or are we going to see Johnny's dad show up? And that's got to be like an end of season drop, if anything. So yeah, I don't know if we need to see Johnny's dad. I don't know. I I would love it to be and I'd probably also hate it to be some sort of like older martial arts cameo, you know, have. I mean, he can't do Chuck Norris, uh, but his dad like, is JVC. Yeah. No, JCVD. JCVD. Yeah. I mean, he was in this episode technically, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. He's got to he's got to make a cameo in this series at some point. Mm. Wait, I think I said it on the show before. It's got to be like a mall appearance or something like that, you know? Yeah. Get, he gets into an argument with Johnny or something. Um, all right. So, um Johnny further elaborates, you know, he doesn't even know uh where to start about finding his dad he's afraid to find out why his dad left and uh and he says that he didn't have a, a male to look up to until he met Chris. you know how that went and he says he doesn't want didn't want to be like his dad or sid or crease and because of that that's what screwed up his relationship with robbie that's why he ended up bolting and he says i can never fix that where William Zabka, he's got some tears in his eyes. I'm kind of like, oh, man, this is a. And I thought this was cool because, you know, when we first hear about Johnny bolting at Robbie's birth, it just seems like, oh, typical Johnny. You know, he just like went on a bender or something. This example of his irresponsible 
behavior. But, you know, the more we learn about Johnny's background, the more we realize he's got some demons and uh, he, he was probably scared to death of what he was going to do to this kid. So he probably just said, well, I just won't be in his life at all. <laughs> you know, and that, that's obviously not excusable, but you can see it's not just, oh, he was on a bender and just kept going or something, you know. I, I like learning more about Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Miguel gets some tears in his eyes where, like, he says he loves Johnny and Carmen together, but he wants them to always be his sensei. And so they agree to still have that great sensei student relationship. And Johnny says, Johnny shows where the watermelons come from. It's going to be time to teach him the flying tornado. And, uh, and that's when Sam shows up and it looks like Sam's going to learn too. Love it. Flying tornado. I'm excited. Whoever that is. Yeah. (laughs) It seems like you got to, it's some sort of high kick involved. I'm assuming, you know, it's, It's, I mean, I'm just picturing Jean-Claude Van Damme's uh, t- um, signature move where he jumps and does that uh, crescent kick kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And they, they replay it from different angles, like three times in slow motion, <laughs> every single movie. I thought his signature move was just splits. <laughs> uh, that too. <laughs> All right. That's it for that chapter. One last uh, shorter chapter to wrap us up for this episode. Uh We'll give you all a break on Friday. <laughs> um, Trouble in Paradise, I called it, because yeah, they now now we have a couple other senseis that are uh, are are fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one who thinks he knows better, and one who's losing his his uh, get, getting really irritated about it. So uh, the lesson uh, that they're teaching is exploiting weakness, Crease and Terry. And Terry says, we all have weakness. And I love that Tori, you know, who looks up to Crease is like, Sensei Crease doesn't have weakness. And Terry's <laughs> like, of course he does. We all do. And yeah. Crease is, there's is no like, lie, There's no lies detected there. Like, that's completely true. Like, who is Crease to th- assume he has no weaknesses? Come on. <laughs> I don't like, I, I think Crease doesn't like being perceived as being weak in any way. I know. Uh, it's completely unrealistic to assume you have no weakness. <laughs> well, there is no weak- weakness is not allowed in this dojo, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know how deluded Crease was, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Is it is it something where like um he's like I don't want I don't like the idea of Terry thinking that I have a weakness that he can exploit or is it I don't want to be perceived that way by my students, you Both, know? Probably. Yeah, maybe both. Yeah. So, yeah, it gets. Into, I mean, uh, Crease is always one to make a bet. So he makes a bet with uh, Terry about, you know, they're going to have these kids face off against each other to exploit. We learn how to exploit each other's weaknesses. And uh, and he's like, you know, six pack of brewskis to the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and Crease gets all the good students, I think. <laughs> yeah, Crease still Kreese loses. Crease has Tori. Uh, and she goes up against Piper. Tori takes takes Piper down, but yeah, with a little character note of Piper, she's like, "Oh yeah, she seemed to like being thrown around yeah. by Tori Let's do it again sometime." Yeah. Uh, and then it seems that Terry's losing, so he asks for double or nothing, and and uh, he he's got a little plan of his own. 
Uh, and so Kreese pulls out his best student, Robbie, and then Terry calls on Kenny. And Kreese is like, ha <laughs> um, And yeah, Robbie beats on him. Makes, and then and Kenny's like, ow! And he makes sure he's okay. And uh, and then Kenny uh, goes to Terry and is like, oh, he hasn't, Robbie doesn't have a weakness. And everybody's got a weakness. But this next time, um, Robbie hits him and then checks on him. And then Kenny turns it on him and sweeps the leg mm-hmm. and Terry lectures it. Robbie's weakness. Yeah. His weakness is his caring about Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Terry openly kind of mocks crease on his way into the office. Like, you owe me some brewskis brother. And I don't know. I think it's kind of a, I don't know. It's Terry. It was all kind of fun and games, but you know, the crease is just like, <laughs> And he does yeah. his usual crease pose where he's got his hands on his collars. Yeah. So, yeah, in this uh, last scene here, uh, Crease finds Terry reading the book Leviathan. Um, I did a little research about Leviathan. Um, it's written by Thomas Hobbes back in 1651. And it's like one of those, it's like a philosophy book. Mm-hmm. And uh, the philosophy in Leviathan is... Um, Humankind will always be in anarchy with the strong dominating the weak. In order to keep the peace, people should give up all their rights to a leader or protector that they all agree to and is governed by a contract with the people. So, <laughs> interesting. Give in to tyranny. Yeah, give in to tyranny. Uh, uh, so, um, Kreese comes in with a six-pack of old 33s. I looked that up. That's uh, Vietnamese beer. Um, that I guess he must have drank back in the day. Um, Kreese reminds him of a, a, a fellow soldier of theirs that jumped rank and he ended up taking point and walked right into a minefield. And Terry's like, I, I don't want to think about that. And that's when Kreese says, Quiet. <laughs> this is um, so not cool by Kreese, you know, pulling, <laughs> pulling military rank on him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he crumbles. Terry crumbles. Uh, he goes right back into, you know, Chris reminds him of the cage that he pulled him out of. And I think Chris, I think Terry was, I don't know, kind of falls back into that. I don't know. I mean, he calls him like a puddle of piss. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, I got you out of that cage and then have you find one, find you back in one that you created by yourself. Um and then promises, I'm always going to look out for you, but you better fall back in line because there's landmines out there. Mm-hmm. And then to really, like, play cock of the walk, he ends up just taking one of Terry's beers. And he's like, I can have one of these, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, Leo's Terry kind of shook. So this leads me to wonder, like, is Terry going to fall back in line or is this going to cause some sort of um, fight between – Terry Silver and John Kreese at the end of this uh, season. What do you want to happen? I mean, I want, I want, I don't know. I, I, I do want Terry to like go into like evil mastermind mode and ultimately get beaten because really I think it's Kreese that we want to have stay on this show and not as much Terry. Not Silver. me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I prefer Terry Silver. Over Kreese? Yeah. The Kreese? Are you kidding me? I never really liked Kreese that much. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to like him, but right. e- even as a villain, I don't find him fun or anything. Um, yeah, he does a lot of the kind of the same thing over and over again. Um, He's one note. 
It, it is. Uh, but this is interesting. I like seeing that, uh, you know, Kreese, um took the power away from uh, Johnny and completely took over the dojo. Um, and now here he is. He invites somebody in and then realizes, like, oh, I don't want to. I'm not going to, you know, take orders from him. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want him teaching the student, my student, something that I this don't isn't an equal partnership. Right, right. Um, I really hope that Terry goes into evil mastermind because I think we haven't seen full Terry yet. I think we've seen like keep the peace, Terry, yeah, with a little bit of a smirk here and there. It doesn't feel like the old Terry at all yet. I, like I said, I'm rewatching Karate Kid Part 3, and I'm like, oh, man, Terry could be so much more fiercer. I mean, that was the cocaine as well, but. <laughs> Does Terry need to do some cocaine? Maybe Terry needs to do some cocaine. I think by the end of the season, he's got to be on cocaine. <laughs> he's got to do that. For me to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell you if he is or not. <laughs> Maybe he'll be on the RC. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right well uh that's it and i'm really excited because yeah i don't know people know this or not uh, the the worst kept secret is the fact that we record all these daily shows in one uh evening or afternoon depending on what it is and so i am looking forward to watching the last three episodes for next week's recording mm-hmm. i'm psyched <laughs> can't wait to see the rest of the show um, Let me know when you see the final the final scene of the season. I want to know what you think. Okay, I will text you and nobody else. Nobody else will be privy to that conversation until we Good. record it. We'll have to recreate it. I'll like read from the chat. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, email us karatekidminute at gmail dot com. Social media, look for Karate Kid Minute, and of course, leave us a nice review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Or at least just give us some five stars. It takes two seconds to do that. One second, maybe. But uh, that's it, and we'll see you all next time for uh, uh, the last three episodes of uh, Karate Kid Minute Cobra Kai Edition. Until next time. I'll get the bucket. It's going to be fun. <laughs>